Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for spirit travel and match the gathering. On this episode, I'm bringing back a special guest. He broke down the D&D Adventures in the Forgotten Realm, and this time, it's time for spirits to grab the Minotaur by the horns. Also, Watsy screwed up, and I'm just going to say this, gift bundle boxes and then finally ladies and gentlemen the shout out section where i'm looking for the best of the best the cream of the crop the creme de la creme are you excited because i know i am so let's get this thing started shall we let's go Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me on this episode. I am your host, White, a.k.a. DeBlanco, a medium that weighs an extra, extra large. You can reach out to me on Twitter. Please follow. Or you can reach out to me directly at mtgectoplasm at gmail.com. Let me know how am I doing. Am I doing a good job, a bad job, or I shouldn't quit my day job? And then finally, mtgectoplasm.com. That's right. I got my own personal website where I post the latest and greatest episodes. And if you want to donate to the show or sponsor an episode just like this, you can do that there. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Now. I have to admit this. I'm down on bending knee. I'm begging. I'm, I'm, I'm pleading for you. All right. Do me a favor. Wherever you're streaming this service, this, this podcast, whatever streaming service you're using, do me a favor. Hit that follow, subscribe, like button. All right. I would humbly appreciate it. Also, tell your friends and family about me because, uh, you know, people like me and I'm hoping they might like me too. Now, with that being said, now the pleasantries are 100% behind me. It is now time to bring in the man of the hour, friend of the show, the guy who broke down and explained Dungeons and Dragons to us. It is now time for the evil Shaggy himself. Let's welcome Ray. How you doing, Ray? Good, Dwight. Glad to be back. I'm doing all right. A long time no speak. I haven't seen you in a quick minute. For those who don't know, Ray is part of one of the few people that I have in my play group. Uh, it's about, what, 12, 12 to 13 of us? Something like that. Yeah, it varies as to who's available. Yeah, it's kind of funny. We we started with like a group of four, and then we expanded, and now we're contracting. We're like a pair of lungs going back and forth. It's kind of funny. And it, what I find wonderful about our play group is that everybody specifies in different areas. For example, our friend Nick, he was on the show. He he did the uh, Death Shadow episode. Uh, you know your Dungeons & Dragons, so I had you on for that. And then I got my friend, uh, Dr. Tom. We both know Dr. Tom, the one that always says, yep. Watsy is in no obligation to help out our tribes, which pisses you and I off. Oh, yeah. But he but is, he's got a point. He, he's got 100% a point. And he's a tribe, I mean, a cube master. You know, he knows the yes. ins and outs of cube. Then we got our friend Chuck, and Chuck is Chuck. For those who don't know who Chuck is, if you've ever seen the movie Clerks, um, that Kevin Smith movie, uh, he's the guy who had his hand stuck in the Pringle can. If you haven't seen the movie, go check it out. It's a great movie regardless. With him in it. It's, it's 
He's like, I got my hand stuck in there again. Very comical. He is a very comical individual. I'll just say that much. So, yes, yes, so with the pleasantries over and done with, I wanted to have you on, right? Because sometimes when we go to our LGSs, you know, because in the next couple of weeks, in I live in New Jersey. I, I, I specifically live in Monmouth County, New Jersey. Two shops, thank God that the COVID is bringing, you know, slowing down, but unfortunately this Delta variant is picking up. Two shops near me are going to start doing 1Ks for Modern. And I wanted to have Ray on because we as spear pilots and even him as a pilot to his own uh, category he's in, we sometimes lose sight of particular decks that we've never encountered before. Uh, I, usually they're known as rogue decks, but you can't call them rogue, deck anymore, rogue decks anymore because there's a tribe called rogues. So with that being said, Ray is a master of a particular tribe. And I don't know if, rem- if you remember hearing what I said in the intro about spirits grabbing the minotaur by the horns. Ray is a minotaur master. So I wanted to bring him on to share with us a tribe that's not as particularly uh, popular, but it's still a great tribe to play. So I I thank you, Ray, for joining me on this. And I guess the first question I have to ask you is, what made you get into Minotaurs? And what do your opponents think when they see it? Uh, so one thing I will say, with the Minotaurs, we are not pop, we're not popular because we don't have a tier deck. But there are a lot of fans of the Minotaur build, mainly because of what got me into it. Uh, original Theros block. Uh, yeah, exactly which set it was. Uh, where is he? I believe it was just Theros itself. They had a standard Minotaur tribal build. One point when I was first getting back into the game, I played against that deck. It was slightly modified because it had rotated out. One of our friends, uh, actually, Nick, a shadow guy. He had it from when it was in standard. Played it. I thought it was cool. He let me check it out a few times. So I decided I want to build this. I want to make this better. And unfortunately at that time, I there were very, very few pieces. There were three that were actually worth running. Or four, actually. There were four pieces to the deck at that point. The rest was see what you can make work. So, started it. It was very rough. And we got to Amonkhet. And all of a sudden, we got our first legendary Minotaur that cared about Minotaurs in a big way. Got to have the worthy. And with him came a theme to the deck. Well, a sub-theme. Discard. Alright. We can work with this. Between him, we also got the Blood Rage Brawler. Pretty much the only worthwhile two-drop in the tribe. And it just started coming together from there. And I have modified it with every set that's given me a worthwhile piece. And 
It is highly entertaining. And it normally gets a good reaction. Well, I've got one of the guys... Go ahead, go ahead, I'm sorry. Uh, one of the guys at my local LGS, he normally play. he has a fully blinged out modern human stack. He's got several other tier decks, and he has straight up told me that when we are, when I'm there for FNM, he absolutely loves getting paired against me because he loves to play against Minotaurs, because it's always a little bit different and there's always something he's not ready for because it is left field and it's different and it's not the same net deck build or well, everybody's running a variant to this archetype. Something different. Well, he's told me he loved it. A lot of the other guys enjoy playing against it because it is different. I love seeing variety. I 100% agree with them. Like, I know when I play toe-to-toe against you, uh, it is a challenge. But, you know, the the, the only thing, spirits fly. So, I mean, I have that advantage and a couple other small advantages I have. But we're going to get into that in a bit. But the gameplay is completely different completely playing against what humans, um, what other tribes, a merfolk, I guess elementals now. I mean, it's yeah. it's a the the feel of minot- minotaurs. I mean, if you're not ready, you're gonna get gored. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't mean that figuratively. I mean that literally. They, it's a tough tribe. Oh yeah, especially when most of them. It's most of my lords are keyword. It's, I'm going to stack as many keywords as I can, and, oh, here's combat pump. And it goes from a, all right, it's a bunch of two threes to, oh, wait, they're all attacking for, like, seven each, and they have trampled death touch and first strike. Well, it just got a lot harder to do anything. Well, that, that leads me to my next question. Like, what separates your Minotaur deck compared to every other tribal deck that's actually out there? I mean, besides... The fact that, yeah, I hate to say we have a little bit more support than you. Our lack of support is definitely a separation. Um, one of the biggest things that we have that most of the other tribes don't is a lot of the tribes have, oh, creatures of this type get plus one, plus one. They have plenty of lords, traditional lords. They don't have keyword lords. I've got trample. I've got a Minotaur that gives all the other Minotaurs Trample. Another one that gives them all Death Touch. Another one that gives them all Haste. Another one that gives them all First Strike. Most of them don't have that fact. When you start stacking Keyword abilities, Keyword Soup gets painful, because then you're trying to remember, wait, if I block here, oh wait, they all have Death Touch. I'm losing anything I block with. Or, oh, they all have First Strike. I'm preventing damage, but I'm not really doing anything or they all have trample most of the other tribes don't have keywords getting passed around at the table whereas that's the big thing for minotaurs we will pass out keywords like it's nothing 
Well, that that's a that's a blessing in disguise for you guys. So let me let me break down real quick. I'm I'm gonna actually uh, once this episode gets posted, I'm gonna post his deck, his link to his deck up so you can take a gander at it. But I'm gonna read it to you. I hope you don't mind, Ray. So oh. you have 21 creatures. You have three Blood Rage Brawlers, two Kruxa, the Titan of Death Hunger. Three Felhide uh, Petrifiers, three Neb the Worthy, four Rage Blood Shaman, three Rage Mongers, two Ragma Warcallers, one Nibbled the Eternal. Then you have two Planeswalkers, which is two Argoth the Flame Chained. And then we go to your spells, which I, I actually like what you have here. Some of it, not all of it. Uh, four, four lightning bolts, four Thoughtseize, three Terminate, two uh, Bedevil, two Risk Factor, and one Cut to Ribbons. And then uh, then Artifacts, you have three Aether Vials, and then finally, 18 lands. Two Blood Crypt, two Blade Stainmire, three Dragon uh, Skull Summits, one Field of Ruin, two Gorse Quarter, four Mountains, and four Swamps. And then in the sideboard... You have two Alpine Moon, two uh, Vandal Blast, two Amulet of Safekeeping, three Argos Rampage, two Witches Vengeance, two Crumble to Dust, and two Leyline uh, of the Void. Uh, let me just tell you, that's a lot. That's, that's, there's, there's certain cards that I do have questions for you, if you don't mind. And I will try to answer it as best I can. No, what what I will say is that as a spirit player, we tend to play with four Aether Vial. I see you're playing here with three. Why is that? Ragemonger. Ragemonger is a 2-3 for th- one black-red. He reduces the cost of all Minotaurs by a black-red. I have, and that more or less knocks the minotaurs down to see got one that goes down to one if there's multiple out i can bring them down to most of them down to one mana i can bring my five drops to either four or three mana if i have multiples they're both at three mana. because i have that built-in cost reduction i'm able to go all right budgetary save a little bit only get the three aether vials i have a backup because the rage monger's knocking price off the uh, mana cost. Okay. So I'm able to run a little bit less on the vial, and I have a creature that supports it, so it works out. Okay. Now, in the land section, this is this is where I'm like, hmm, I see, you're only running two uh, fetch lands. Can I ask why not a playset of fetch lands? The Fetch lands, now once again, this, while it is no longer budget, started as a budget build. Okay. It has grown, and I was getting cards when they were at their cheapest. So that one was a, let's try Bloodstained. I liked how it runs, and before I could go and pick up the other two, they jumped in price. So, like, so, so if you if you could, if financially capable, you would would you recommend for uh, Bloodstained Myers? Um, 
I mean, the fact that it's running the four of on Thoughtseize plus the Shocklands, I mean, yes, your life totals are, is another resource, but sometimes you want to keep it a little bit up because this is very much an offense-based stack. I'm not much on defense unless I'm already on the back foot. Okay. So, I mean, definitely go up to at least three. But one of the other things that I have to keep in mind is the ultimate piece that is missing of any tribal deck. Notice there's no Cavern of Souls. I was going to bring that up. I was going to ask one of the land, and then I was going to save that one for last, but you want to go there, so we'll go there. Now, the reason why you don't have Cavern of Souls, I'm assuming, is because of budgetary issues. Other than that, I would would see you running maybe two. Am I wrong in thinking that? Um, I'd probably put it up to three minimum. Oh, wow. Just because okay. counter protection is awesome. Okay. So and it's then, one of those. Yeah, it's and one of, once you go ahead. Once you add in the caverns, all of a sudden, all right, I can fetch out lands. Well, you can't fetch the caverns, so being able to pull the two blood crypts or pull a missing basic if you need it, or that emergency swamp for when you're playing against a blood moon. Okay, so like this is more of a budgetary build, uh, but if you want to get, if you want to look at this deck and get more, I'd say aggressive, you put like one more Bloodstained Mire, you would put three Cavern of Souls. Now, he, he, how about this? I, I figured I'd ask this because us spirit players, we use four of them. And the, I'm talking about the Quicklands. Why don't you have quicklands in this deck? Or is it also a budgetary issue? I'm trying to remember which one the quickland is for red and black. I believe it's Black Cleat Cliffs. Yes. I think that's it. I believe that is it. I think that one more or less falls solely into... Yeah, it's got two printings. And one of them is an expedition. So, yes. Plus... That's one because Blackleaf. Don't be cheap, right? The wording on it. Don't be cheap, right? It's only fifty dollars a piece. That's it. Come on. Yeah, only fifty. <laughs> it's also one of those. Eh, could it optimize the land base better? Yes, but your turn one plays in this deck is Bile or Thoughtseize. Right. So, once the vial's out, turn two, you have protection that you're worried about. So, well, yeah, they'd be nice. They need to get reprinted before it becomes a serious consideration. Now, if you if they were reprinted, how would that change the stack? I'm just like, I'm I'm just looking because right now you have the budgetary alignment. How like if we really wanted to put put this deck over its hump, how many would you put in? Uh, with the cliffs, I mean, that's one where it'd be no more than a three of. Okay. So it'd be dropping the field of ruin and one of each basic land just to balance. Uh, true optimization, I'm dropping one of the spells, one of the creatures, and increasing one creature and increasing land count by one. It is a very land-like deck, I'm aware extremely i'm like like yes. i saw the like spirits when we play spirits we play about 21 
And, you know, there are certain players, like me personally, I've tried 20. I don't like how it feels. So I always stick to about 21. Uh, when I go to Bant, sometimes I'll go to 22, but then I feel like it's too much because, you know, I am running uh, two uh, Noble Hierarch and three uh, Breads of Paradise. I guess that's the new way of doing uh, the Cocoa version of Spirits now. Um, I yeah. personally love how that feels. But, uh, what a, you know, one thing I, you know, I'm going to go into your sideboard. I, you know, we will go back to your main board. But one thing that surprises me about this is that even though you have quite a bit of, you know, dual, I hate to say dual land, but dual function land where, you, you know, you can use red or black, I'm actually surprised you're not running Blood Moon to affect other people's lands in the sideboard. With the meta that I normally play in, there's really two decks that, uh, well, up until recently, there were really only two decks where I had to worry about lands, and that was Valakut, so Escape Shift builds, or Titan Shift, and Tron. And Alpine Moon shuts both down. Okay. And it has no negative impact on me. So it's one of those. Now, Blood Moon is looking a little bit more optimal, but at the time of the time I last built it, so before the world went away, Alpine Moon was perfect run. Because I was able to shut down the two decks that were matter and keep myself running perfectly fine. Okay. Now, going back to the main deck. One thing I love is that you're using Croxa. I think that's a very good card, even though it's not a Minotaur. You know, I'm not afraid to say we, you know, spirit players, we, we've used Dahlia. And, you know, she wasn't a spirit. You know, so you guys using Croxa, I mean, it makes sense in this deck. I mean, it lowers the land cow of an opponent and uh, makes them lose some life. Uh, what is your thought on Croxa in this deck? Rox is here. He aids with the discard sub-theme, and he also, it's a recursive threat. So, that is always a good thing to have, because alright, I board wipe got hit, whatever. Well, there's Croxa in the, board, in the yard. Okay, I'll bring Croxa up. Makes it where, alright, now they've got to deal with the Croxa, and I'm able to rebuild the Minotaurs. Okay. So, Having that recursive threat is always a plus. And he also fills the role of a two-drop because, like I said, there's only one good two-drop in Minotaurs. Now, is there any... I, I understand that this is a budgetary deck, but, I mean, is there any major cards that you would have liked to put in here in the, I guess, the regular spell sections, like what, Culligan's Command? Colgan's Command is one I've considered even with the budgetary constraint but it's one of those with what it does having the modes is nice and it may end up working its way into a future iteration but I've got most of its modes covered so no the only reason why I, br I bring that up is just because of the fact that you know what it, it can, you know, you, you're talking about 
hand disruption, it does that. Uh, the fact that, you know, if you have a creature card that you do like, it brings it back to your hand. The fact that it destroys artifacts, the fact that we have hammer time right now, you know, uh, doing damage, and especially the fact that you have, uh, what is that one land that has the infected you can put the hammer on? Uh, Ink Moth Nexus. I mean, yes. this this right here would take care of Ink Moth. Uh, one, two, three. You know what I mean? So, I mean... Now. Go ahead. Now, with Colgan's command, uh, outside of the returning, outside of the recursion on it, I mean, discard. I've got Thoughtseize for initial. All I have to do is hit with Neheb the Worthy, and surprisingly easy once you start swinging to get hits in. Because Trample and First Strike make it fun. But destroying the artifacts. The Bedevils cover that. I've got the sideboard with Vandal Blast if it's really an artifact-heavy deck. So it's one of those... At three mana, It's it may work its way into a future iteration if I really decide to fully optimize and change a few more things, but with what I have available creature-wise, I need a few pieces before I'm even going to worry about that. Okay. I need I need some more support. You need you, you need Watsy to come out and go, hey, uh, Ray, we got something for you. More Minotaurs. Pretty much. I need a few more power and toughness lords that are static ability. No, I hear you. And then it'll be, all but, right, trim a few here, trim a few there. Yeah, slip. I'm going to be honest with you because at 21 creatures, it's it's pretty light. You know, it's creature light. So I understand why you have so much creature destruction. Yes. It is creature light. However, I've had turns with four creatures on the board swinging for over 20 damage. And, uh, yeah, I've seen those. <laughs> yeah. No. So it's one of those. I can negate the creature light just because they get real tall real fast. I hear you. Now, real quick, what are the key cards uh, that make this Minotaur, ex- uh, Minotaur deck exceptional? Uh, the key things that make it really run there's the package of four minotaurs between the rageblood shaman the cragmore warcaller bellhide petrifier and the head the worthy that gives you keyword soup plus it gives you your power boosts right because the shaman does plus one plus one and trample for everyone else has trample himself Petrifier gives the rest of the team death touch while having it himself. Warcaller attack. Minotaurs have haste. And attacking get plus two, plus zero. And the head is first strike. And depending on pretty much if you have one or fewer cards, they all get a static plus two, plus zero. So it adds up quick when you have keyword soup and an effective plus five, plus one. Okay. Now, real quick, what are the main weaknesses to this Minotaur deck? The, obviously, due to the lack of that one land, counter magic is a big issue. So if I'm playing against a control deck, I, I have to get in underneath it mm-hmm. with Vile and getting in the right creatures. Um, flyers can be a problem unless I have one of my many pieces of removal on hand. 
aside from that, I can more or less go toe-to-toe with creature decks. Combo decks, I have sideboard pieces to help out with. Uh, it, a lot of it comes down to timing, because especially, in, for example, the Spirits deck. I'm good right up until I uh, see that second Drogskull Captain. Long as I can only, long as I can keep it to one drug skull captain, I'm in a good place. Okay, well, we're gonna get there soon. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna talk about the matchups uh, uh, no. uh, in a bit. Now, real quick, um, what would you say are the best matchups that you see when you play Minotaurs? Uh, one of my best matchups. I have a surprisingly good matchup against the current Stoneforge deck, just because I'm able to get in underneath it a lot. Having targeted removal to get rid of Stoneforge herself is quite convenient. Right. Because when, because when you can't use her to get Cauldre in for two mana instead of seven, you get stuck on a seven mana card in your hand. And it's too late when you hit seven. Um... Aside from that, pretty good matchup against humans. Uh, Merfolk is another one I've got a good matchup on. Burn I have a surprisingly good matchup on. More just because I'm able to burn right with them. Okay. And I've got bigger threats that I can put on board. Now, now, what would you say are your worst matchups? The worst matchups that I've had recently, definitely that the variations on Esper Control running around. Um, uh, that's another one that I've got. How about the is it pro- How about is it prowess decks? Is it prowess? That one can go. A little bit of either way. It's not a bad matchup, but it's not a good matchup. It comes down to what the draw is. You know what? Let me run them down. Uh, how about uh, uh, Hammer Time? I actually haven't gone against a Hammer Time deck since they've started getting popular. Okay. So that one I don't have a one way or the other answer. I haven't seen it yet. Well, you're fortunate. I'll tell you that much. I've I've played against it here and there at the local shops, and let's let's just say I am not a huge fan of that particular, uh, shall we say, deck. Not a huge fan now, at all. Now, is that one more of a strictly? All right, get. Is it more of a boggle style build, or is it more of a creature heavy and just stick it to whatever stuck? <sighs> Uh, the hammer. hammer, honestly, the way I'm, I, that I've seen several players do it, they, you know, they try to put it on like the small creatures like Memnite or Ornithopter. And then, you know, of course, they'll use uh, Sigarda's Aid or they'll use uh, Stoneforge Mystic uh, to put it on those creatures or the one that they love to do. And it just, just chaps my ass is... Uh, they use the Ink Moth Nexus. They put the hammer on there, and then boom, they, that's, you know, 11 infect damage. All right. Well, running the multiple land 
Ghost Quarters helps on Ink Moth builds. It's kind of hard to do much when your Ink Moth gets destroyed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, in regards to small creatures, they tend not to last long. Between the keyword soup or I'll just... Uh, you don't get that creature. I'll burn it away or I'll just tear it out of your hand before you can play it. Now, how about the, the the new hot sexy deck right now? That's what I'm calling it. The Elementals uh, tribe. Uh, Elementals is it's a race. Just because they're relying on flooding the board. So, game one will come down to who can get underneath who. And I don't think there's that many lords for the elementals per se. No, there is zero. There's zero lords. It's just them playing their uh, creatures with flash and using their evoke uh, ability to make nonsense. And the fact that they have risen reef. Oh, I hate that. You know, it's, it's such a great deck. It plays like butter, but it's a pain in the deck for those who play against it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, let me ask you about this last one, okay? Because I know you're, I know you're, you, you have enough, oh, very close to your heart, this Minotaur deck. But I know you enjoy playing another style, and I have to ask you about the matchups against these two, Minotaurs versus Mill. <laughs> against Mill, uh. That one can come down to how fast they can get their key mill cards running. Because they tend not to have much in regards to just straight removal. They rely on you just not being able to cast anything because it's in the yard already. Right. Uh, I don't need many pieces because they stack up nicely. Then you, but so you, that one... If, remember, you get that... Uh, t- I think it's Tasha's Hideous Laughter. I mean, that, that might... You know, I don't know how much that affects you. That, that one could have an impact. I mean, unfortunately, Mill doesn't see much play anywhere in modern. Well, well, well it, you know, in what I'll say in MT, MTGO world, it's two. Point, it? It's two point four percent of the meta. So it's like the okay. So it's it's going somewhere right now. It's currently the seventh most popular deck in the current meta. In, in that's MTGO world. In true paper world, I'll be honest with you. I don't see it. No. I, I, I haven't seen it in our local area, but I know there's some individual out there who would love to sit there and play it against me and go, nah, I mailed you, you jerk. Oh, yeah. In the, most of what I do is paper, so. And me too. I so. would love to see the matchup against a true mill deck, but. Yeah, Unfortunately, until someone shows up in paper, I'm probably not gonna. No, I hear you because I played against Hammer Time. Is it Tempo? I've played against uh, the Elements deck. I played against Crashing Footfalls, Living End. I uh, I've also played against Urza's Kitchen, Amulet Titan. I mean, I, there's several decks that I played against uh, in my local area. Tron, Eldrazi Tron, Green Tron, and Eldrazi Tron. These. Damn, I wish those things would go away, but they don't. You know? So I played against those decks, and man, you know, it's just like, 
can't somebody try something different, something fresh, something new? And new was the Eldr- the Elements deck. Mm-hmm. So let me re- ask you real quick: How do you see the matchup against spirits? You know, let's start with Azorius. How do you feel about the the matchup against the white blue spirits? Uh, Zuri. That's the one now I usually play. That's the one I usually play. Yeah, I forget. Do you guys run much for counterspell or variations thereof? The only vari- the only counterspells we usually do is four Mausoleum Wonder in the main, four Spell Queller in the main, and then we have uh, we're usually running maybe two or three Force of Negation, depending on uh, the meta currently we're running, I believe, two. And that, then, and then right now, just so, just so you're aware, hexproof. We are running four rattle chains, the four drug school captain, and just recently we decided to put in three uh, f- uh, phantasmal images. Yeah, that one, because um, I dealt with that. Normally, best thing is. Make sure your opener has at least one piece of targeted removal so you can get rid of the first hexproof guy. Because as long as we can keep you down to one of them, I mean, we normally were able to get taller and make it where you kind of have to block, and it's never advantageous. But that one, it's if we can get through your counter magic and keep you down to only one of the hexproof lords. We're normally in a good spot. Now, what do so you... That's pretty th- much... Like, even though it's not counterable, how do you guys feel about the us using Skyclave Apparition? I mean... Do you know what Skyclave Apparition is, just out of curiosity, just to make sure? It, it, ex- it exiles, I think it's a creature on the board, and then when it leaves the battlefield, the owner of that creature gets a token with... Power toughness equal to the CMC of the card. Correct. That one doesn't really affect me outside of the fact that, oh, it's no longer a Minotaur. It's on average at least a 3 3. Okay. I mean, all right, so I'm trading my 2 3 pumpable body for a 3 3 static body. Uh, I'm not losing too much. Okay. So. So the Azores, it, 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 to me, I'm not going to say it's a fun matchup, but I think Spirits has the advantage. I, that's Spirits, just, Spirits definitely has the edge with flying and the hexproof. And but, the, go ahead. But as we've seen, I can speed underneath it, mm-hmm. and it stacks up quick. Well, that's what I was going to ask you about Bant, the uh, white-blue-green version, where we end up using uh, Birds of Paradise, the three Birds of Paradise, and the four uh, Noble High Arc, and then end up using Coco, uh, Collective Company, to vomit out creatures. I mean, that one, the biggest concern is the Coco, just because you can double hit on your Hexproof guys. And they both enter at the same time, which locks out targeted removal. Um, Hierarchs and the uh, bird. I mean, there's a reason bolt the bird is a phrase. I hear you. So, 
that one as long as we can just keep working to either remove the mana dork or just power through it before you can get to Coco. Coco's a threat that I've had to deal with in other decks. It's always going to be there as long as it exists. Mm -hmm. So let me Uh, ask you, what is the best way for spirit pilots like myself, I hate to say this, to kick your ass? Honestly, and this is one that my LGS has slowly learned, is everybody's always like, oh, target the lords, target the shaman or Neheb or the death touch guy when they first see the deck. Honestly, if you're playing against the Minotaur deck, target Ragemonger. Get Ragemonger off the board, don't let it stick, keep it away. Because a Ragemonger on turn three turns into a very, very broken turn four and turn five. Yes. Because I remember- I've now cut red black off the cost of each Minotaur. Because I, I, I remember last time I played against you, I took that out, and it slowed you down to no end. And I was like, thank you, sweet baby Jesus. And then I found yep. my way around to get the victory. Because, yeah, Rage Monker is brutal. Absolutely brutal to deal with. You know, if and, I, and nobody targets him first because, oh, all he does is reduce the cost. That's it's free like mana. They're that, that's forgetting free. that that's... Un- unbelievable advantage in any deck when you've reduced the cost on spells everybody's always like oh whatever it's ragemonger there's bigger threats to worry about it's like no no because if you can stop a ragemonger or get rid of it i'm now slowed down a turn or two or three there you go ladies and gentlemen so you're to hear from the minotaur master himself uh if you want to win against minotaurs Ragemonger. And if you want to win against uh, Elementals, I'll tell you right now, Risen Reef. Get that bad boy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Spirits, just don't let you have Hexproof. <laughs> no, no, let us have Hexproof. What are you talking about? This is a Spirit Tribal podcast. What are you talking about? Uh, let me ask you, what what is missing for, uh, from Minotaur Tribal to make its claim, to make it say, hey, this tribe is now standing tall, our horns are out, and we're going to gore you to no end. Honestly, the one piece that's missing is someone to compliment Rage Blood Shaman. He is the only plus one, plus one. He's the only one that gives a toughness boost. Most miniatures are three toughness. So, getting another true lord... Which, I mean, there's an easy one to do. It's a modified version of the Felhide Petrifier. Make it cost one black, black. Death touch and plus one, plus one. Look, now there's two True Lords plus the Warcaller and the Heb the Worthy. And, yeah, then it's a real threat. Now, if you... That, that's our biggest ahead. thing. That or some one-drops. I was, I was going to go there, but, you know, I want to... Let me ask you the next question first before I get into that. If you were to create a Minotaur card, and, you know, Watsi goes, you know what, Ray? You know, we know you've been suffering, and we we heard that you created a Minotaur card. Within reason, what would it be? I mean, within reason, the example I just gave would be a very reasonable one. For one, a little bit more far-fetched. Uh, give me a one-drop that 
One drop, two, three, menace. Other minotaurs have menace. Nothing else. Okay. Make it legendary, fine. But something for the one drop slot that's worth running. You know, so far, there's two, and one's a changeling. See, I would, I would definitely say like a one mana minotaur and be like, uh, like a minotaur calf that you know, you know, that has something extra to give. You know, it's like I would say I wouldn't say give it plus one plus one, but give it plus zero plus one to add the toughness. But you know, has an added ability. I don't know. What What are your thoughts on that? I mean, for the color combination I'm in, and for keyword soup, menace would be the ability to add. Uh, the plus zero plus one would be awesome. But that stacking on those two features, it's definitely going to have to be at a legendary creature. Mm-hmm. Which okay, fine. The, I can the, deal with that. The only other one I thought of is a red and a black Minotaur. It's a a two two, and we call it Blightning uh, Blightning Tour, and it does the same thing as a Minotaur, but a two two. That'd be interesting. Definitely be an interesting one. It'd be the only other two two that's really worth touching, man. Because now have the worthies a two two. Yeah, I figured it'd help with the discard and dealing damage. It's like, oh, you know what? For two mana, a red and black, and it's that's that specific where it's a little challenging to get out. You know, and having a two two body, it's not that bad. Oh yeah, oh, that'd be good. I, I I would run that. Oh, I know you would. That's the problem. I, that's why I'm suggesting it. <laughs> now is there anything else you want to share with us the listening audience the thousand plus of us worldwide about minotaurs and why we should be part of the minotaur bandwagon honestly you will never have a disappointing matchup because no matter what you're going to get that okay that was an awesome run because like I said, everyone I've played against always gets a kick out of playing against it because it's almost there. Right. And if you pilot it right, you can take down the tier decks. I've taken down Amulet Titan. I've taken down Eldrazi Tron. I've beaten humans. I've had fun with some of the Ragavan decks that are going around. And your your opponents will have a good time. You'll have a great time running it. It's straightforward it's fun there you go you heard it here now that's the end of segment number one before we go into segment two oh excuse me uh i have an announcement so ray i hope you're excited because i don't know if you've been listening into the show but this is a huge announcement for me uh on august 16th mark it down on your calendars ladies and gentlemen for you listening worldwide august 16th 9.30 a.m. Eastern time, okay? That's U.S. time, 9.30 Eastern. I am going live, all right? I'm going live on Twitch on my Twitch channel, MTG Ectoplasm. Uh, Thanks to friends of the show, uh, Wrecked Productions, that's W-R-E-C-K, the letter D, productions.com. They're joining with me to put my podcast out there live so you can visibly see my show 
me and my special guest. My special guest, I want to let you know the name on Friday or Saturday's episode. So you're here to hear Friday, Saturday's episode. You're going to know who the guest is. I've already spoke to the person multiple times. I'm excited to have this person, and I'm letting you know it is a spirit master through and through. I got this person, and I could not believe it when they said yes, and it was an emphatic yes. So ladies world, ladies and gentlemen, worldwide, if you are a spirit tribal individual, you need to watch my show August 16th, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch at MTG Ectoplasm Channel. What do you think, Ray? I'm giddy. I want to know who's gonna, who the guest is. Oh, he's a spirit master. <laughs> and oh. that's, that's all I'm going to tell you right now. But I, I couldn't believe it when he said, yes, I'm excited. I'm jovial. I'm giddy. And that's going to be my 50th episode. It's been a Live while. Stream. Now, amazing, right? right? Like uh, when I told you guys, oh, I'm going to start streaming. You know, blah, blah, blah. you guys like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dwight, blah. That's going to be my 50th episode. That episode. You're, I think you're on episode 47 right now. Nice. There you go. So we're getting there. There, there you, you go. go. You can do this. Now, in segment number two, thank God I have Ray with me still. In segment number two, Watsy screwed the hell up. And what else is now? Because what happened is that currently, if you go to your local Walmart, which I did, I went to three separate Walmarts in my area, in Monmouth County, and one in Mercer, I'll be honest. I found on the shelf, and I should have taken pictures. I'm going to actually, my wife wants to go back to Walmart to purchase some, so I'll probably go over there and take pictures if I can, of Dungeons and Dragons Adventures in the Forgotten Realm gift bundle boxes. Now, Dwight, you're, you're going to be like, Dwight, what the hell's the problem? What the hell's the problem here? Well, the problem is, ladies and gentlemen, that how is it possible that Watsy, this big box retailer, has something that the local LGSs need and deserve and should be spending, uh, for, uh, should be selling to us so we, the consumer, could be buying from them, the LGSs. To me, personally, the big box stores have enough out there. They're making their money, and it's not fair to the LGSs who are sitting back desperately attempting to draw money after and during this pandemic. I don't think it's right. I don't think it's fair. Now, I don't know how many of you out there are going to actually buy a Guff Bundle box set. I know Ray is because he's a huge fan of uh the D adventures in the forgotten realm and you and i know you plan to build a cube on this on on this set cube is almost ready actually well look at that so let me ask you ray how do you feel about that it, 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 did watsy do the right thing or did they screw up like i'm thinking and giving it to walmart and not the lgs's yet now one thing i will say and i'm not sure if this is exclusive to my LGS, but my LGS does actually have them. They had them on Friday. Really? Yes. Because I, I've literally made the phone calls and not a single retailer near me. And I'm talking about like a 25 mile radius. You're 30 miles. Okay. Okay. Has it. 
And it, 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 let me just tell you, you know, the, they have that like hair up your ass, that terminology. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It lit me on fire when I found that oh, out. I, I'm definitely in the ballpark of the gift pack, the gift bundle, things like that. You should keep that as an LGS exclusive. I mean, these are the guys that are supporting, posting your events, doing the most to get your product out there. How to give them something unique. You already you're keeping the secret layers to yourself. Give them something that's going to go, hey, come buy it from us. Come check what we've got. Keep Let, us going. Last time I checked, you know, every, every Walmart has either a McDonald's or a, a Subway in it. Okay. Walmart is not having tournaments in these little storefronts for us to play. Just saying. I mean, Walmart should more or less be relegated to, yeah, you can get the single, you can get packs, or you can get the pre-con decks, the basic edition, like the regular bundle. Fine, but your more premier stuff, I mean, one, Spend more money for it if you buy it at Walmart, and if you buy it at your LGS. All right. Well, I'm I'm happy that we're in agreement here, and I hope, ladies and gentlemen, it's completely different, like it is for my friend Ray. That you know what, that your local LGS has this product. I mean, I I'm going to be honest with you. I like the product. I know many of you out there didn't care for the product, but you know, the here or there, I hope. Your LGS has it uh, before your local Walmart. Now, if Walmart wants to sponsor me, then I resend everything they I just said. <laughs> Look, I'm not a sellout. I, I'm buying. Let's in. not hold our breath. No, no, I'm just saying I'm not selling out. I'm buying in. Okay. With that being said, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it is now time. It is now time for the shout out section. Where I'm looking for the best of the best, the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme. And thank God, this week, that's right, we got winners in historic, modern, and pioneer. Eh, we did a little better, a little bit better this week than we did last week. So, with that being said, let me start in historic. As we know, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know. Watsy doesn't give me the name, but I'm going to still shout you out the same way. On August 2nd, first place in historic, someone used a mono blue snow build. It was a mythic, uh, platinum mythic rank player. So congratulations to you for proving Spirits is a great deck. Now in Pioneer... On August 1st, an individual went first place with an Azorius build, and that's Bruno Marconi. Congratulations, Bruno. On uh, the same day, uh, first place with a mono blue snow build, and that's Yamamoto Kaishi. Congratulations, Yamamoto Kaishi. Now, on August 2nd, an individual went 5-0 with a BAMP build, and that's Mike Loretta. Congratulations, Mike. And then on, uh, oh, it was actually yesterday, uh, August 8th, first place in a band build, Sheffin. Congratulations, guys, for kicking ass out there in Pioneer. 
And then finally, in modern. This individual went 5-0 in the Nazorius build. Uh, that was August 3rd. And that goes out to whom? Raging Pikey. Congratulations, Raging Pikey, for proving that Spirits is a top deck in, ma uh, in modern. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't hear your name, while I'm sitting there doing the shout-outs, have no fear, have no worry. I'm just going to ask you one simple thing. Don't give up on spirits. Go out there. Kick ass. Make sure if you're making mistakes, learn from your mistakes. And go out there and just thrive. And make your opponent say, that's bullshit. Now, with that being said, my uh, uh, Ray, is there anything you want to shout-out? Uh, I will say a second shout-out for East Coast Gamers in Tom's River. Do you I'm gonna try. Do you have a address for them this time or no? Uh, I okay. I, <laughs> last time I don't have it on hand. Well, it, Please, well okay. Uh, if East Coast Gamers are listening, we're going to shout out East Coast Gamers in Tom's River. Let me just tell you, they're a gr great group of people, great business owners. They play more than just Magic the Gathering. Uh, they have uh, computer games, and, and they, uh, they they do a lot there, ladies and gentlemen. And the fact they ended up getting this Dungeons & Dragons uh, Adventures in the Forgotten Realm gift bundle box, that's even great. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the show. And guess what? Be kind to one another. And remember, next time you're kicking your opponent's ass, make sure they say, that's Bushi. See you next time, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs>